0: everyone welcome here on the island week number 10 of survivor season 40 winners at war i am your host taylor p gaines here for just a little bit today i'm it's it's basically like i'm not even here
1: a brief stint
0: (laughs) this week is the very special loved ones visit episode which as you know if you've listened to the show for many seasons i think you talk about this later on in this episode ty but we've done it for like seven or eight seasons now which is crazy uh maybe five or six somewhere from six to eight let's say that and every year for the loved ones episode we usually bring on like my mom or my dad or something but you know ty this podcast can only live for so long and we had some family issues at my house today (laughs) with um a longtime family pet and we need to take care of some things with that and we didn't have as much time to do the recording and editing and stuff today so what i did which believe it or not was part of the plan originally we were going to mash it together for like a super episode is i contracted my favorite guest ty commons (laughs) number one guest (laughs) (laughs) to bring his own family on and he's here right now tyler b commons had his parents on to talk about this week of survivor
1: and talk about it we did it was fun it was uh, taylor always brings his parents on for the Ludwig visit you were jealous. And I got the, yeah, I got the chance. I was jealous and I just finally like, Taylor, give me, a, give me a shot. I'm not giving away my shot.
0: Throwing. So I took it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear them talk about everything from this episode, from the loved one's visit to tribal council, to how they've liked the season, what they expect next, power rankings, all that good stuff. Uh, we just wanted to jump in before it to clarify a couple of things, because I don't think you talked about the vote breakdown during your discussion with your parents specifically like how it flipped on its head a little bit.
1: Yeah. We, we left some details out. And
0: yeah, really the, the thing I wanted to touch on was how Michelle, despite what we saw, which was a group of Sarah, Tony, Nick, Ben, and Sophie, appearing to be able to control the vote and do whatever they wanted to do by stealing Denise's vote versus a group of Denise, Kim, Tyson, and Michelle. Like, to the extent that Sophie literally stood up and said, all right, guys, let's get over here and decide who we're going to vote out. Michelle did not vote with that group, Ty. She did not. She flipped. And I think she's just trying to
1: save face because when you're on the bottom, you got to find a crack.
0: It's crazy, though, because if Kim had played the idol right on... Tyson then they potentially would have had a 3-2 vote advantage with Sophie right now I did read on Twitter I think Sophie still has an immunity idol so maybe that wouldn't have mattered but that was my confusion on that
1: yeah it it was a a shocking move I don't know that I agree with it but there was there was a lot of things that happened like uh, we're going to discuss in a few minutes with Jeremy that I don't understand either so the vote was shrouded in mystery um i was completely (laughs) shocked until like i went and watched the youtube video that they post now because they can't fit it all in it's it's crazy i don't i don't quite understand michelle's thought process behind it
0: yeah it took too long to figure out (laughs) and your mom i think says it best at some point during this discussion when she says honestly ty i can't follow any of it because I felt that confusion acutely during this week's episode thanks to most of it being devoted to the loved one's visit, which was nice. And I don't mind this group of survivors being rewarded for everything they've given to the show in such a cool way. But like the episode needs to be longer if you're going to do all that because the tribal council was on a move to move level. One of the more interesting tribal councils we've had in a long time, but I had no idea what was happening. And it's obviously a flaw. We'll be back to discuss more about how everything shakes out in the weeks to come we are currently down to nine ish people left as there will still be one more chance for someone to return this past week the survivor season 40 finale date was announced i don't think we've discussed that on this podcast correct
1: no we have not discussed the extreme measures they're going to have to go to for their reunion show
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the date will be May 13th, 2020. So we have about four weeks left. Tell them a little bit about that, Ty.
1: So due to everything happening around us and social distancing and being safe and flattening curves and whatever other phrases you want to throw out there, they are not doing a live reunion show. They are, but it's going to, we get to watch a Zoom call, essentially is what it sounds like. (laughs) Jeff is just going to call up everybody and like the camera's going to zoom in on his phone as he's watching. I'm just kidding. It's going to be better than that, but... Yes, they are not flying the cast to LA, and they will be awarding the winner uh, from across the country.
0: Yeah, so stay tuned for that. The only other thing I wanted to clarify from your discussion is you mentioned four of the castaways on this season had loved ones come visit who are just former survivors, and you didn't clarify who those four people were, were, so I'll just call it out here really quick it was parvati's husband john tyson's wife rachel jeremy's wife val and natalie's sister nadia other than that ty i think you guys you you straight up nailed it appreciate it i've trained my whole life for this or at least the last (laughs) six years four years i don't know eight years (laughs) so let's let future ty or past ty does time exist when we are in quarantine forever who really knows? We'll let him talk to his parents. What are their names, by the way? I don't think they introduced themselves by name on the on this recording either.
1: Uh, my father's name is Blair, and my mother's name is Sherry.
0: There you go. Go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate and review. Tell us how much you liked the appearances of Mr. Blair Commons and Mrs. Sherry Commons on the island. For now, I'm going back into my void. Ty is... Going to keep talking for a while. Other than that, I'll see you next week. Here's Ty.
1: Hello, Survivor family. Today, for the family visit episode, I've got my own family. So, if you guys want to say hi, first, this is my dad. Hey. And this is my mom. Hey. So, they're here, and we are going to talk a little bit about Survivor. They have been Survivor fans... At least as long as I have. Obviously, they're the ones that got me into it back in season one. So, I guess this is your first time talking this season. Uh, who did you guys most look forward to to see playing the game again?
2: I think um, I wanted to see uh, Rob. Rob's always been uh, kind of a, uh, an interesting character. Although, I'm not sure uh, all of this season has been flattering to rob but uh i kind of wanted to see that
1: yeah he's had of had a rough going but that's the old school new school and uh, i don't know how much to buy into that but it's been interesting to see that kind of breakdown what about you mom who did you want to see play most
3: i was excited to see amber come back because she has been in the shadows the whole time behind rob so i wanted to see her and ethan because he's just always been a family favorite so
2: yeah i like Ethan too
3: yeah uh
1: I've said many times, Ethan was probably my favorite just because I was younger when his season was on, season three Africa, and he was the one I just looked up to the most, so... It has been rough for the three people that we have uh, liked, obviously, but that doesn't mean the season has been bad. What have you guys thought of the season in general? Just bringing everybody back and the reunion and all these people coming in. What do you guys think? Are you excited? Is it kind of a flame? What's the feeling? Oh,
3: I love it. I think it's very exciting to see all of these players come back. And um, top of their competition, they're playing the game that they love, you know, none of them had to come back. They've all won a million dollars. I don't know how they've taken care of that million dollars, but it wasn't because they n- needed the money per se. It's because of the love of the game a Survivor and what it's done in their lives.
2: Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. I, uh, I liked uh, seeing them all uh, get together. And obviously gameplay, as uh, evidence from this week um, and conversation, has, has just been ramped up. The, uh, uh, the craziness, um, nobody is weak. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but uh, I really thought it was uh, pretty, pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, Taylor and I have definitely loved this season, and it continues. And this week, we got the famous family visit, which means I need to take a quick break and thank our sponsor, Fiji Airways. They bring families together, Fiji Airways. Um, we'll get you there but we don't know what's going to happen once you make it. Fiji Airways. <laughs> so they had this episode, and we talked about it. There's only so much you can put in an episode. There's 42 to 44 minutes, depending on the week, of what you can get. 21 minutes of this episode were dedicated to the families and the loved one visits. What Was there anybody who you saw out there that stuck out in your mind? I know personally I had one or two that I'll talk about in a minute, but did, did anybody stick out or what did you think of four of these people's spouses are former survivor players so we got to see a bunch of that kind of full circle stuff happening so what did you guys think getting to watch this
3: i was surprised myself at how emotional tony was he just seems like a fun loving guy um, always on the run really hyper but he just broke down when his wife and kids came out and i I was just really surprised by that
2: yeah and uh and uh jeremy uh, with his four kids that was kind of kind of interesting with uh, the younger ones all being born around uh, around an episode and then uh, tyson I didn't realize that Tyson's wife had played and uh, I didn't realize there was four of them as as Tyler has told us just a minute ago. So, you know, that was all uh, kind of new uh, information to me. Uh, we like to watch, but we don't uh, don't study it as deeply as Tyler does.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough, which is, you know, what we do this for, so that you guys can get all the information um, and catch up on what's happening in the world of Survivor, outside of Survivor. But for me, I think, my dad, you mentioned it, Uh, Jeremy I really like seeing Jeremy they saved him for last and I think you know he's kind of he's very emotional he seems really calm and collected but he's definitely a person that we've got to see break down and he's a player that I love and I love to watch him play and I love to see what it means and then the other one that really got to me was Adam because Adam had his dad out there and the season he won if you guys remember his mom was going through cancer and only survived a few days after their reunion and after he won it was almost one of those situations where she was willing herself to make it through to see her boy win and I thought that that was one of the coolest things and seeing him and his dad just embrace and hugging on the shore and say you know mom would be proud of you I just thought that that was one of the coolest moments um maybe it wasn't necessarily the biggest because you get to see you know even when they bring the people out to extinction you see like rob and amber and their kids and all these people that had formerly played survivor and now they have families and they're older and it's a little bit older crowd but it's still great to see the reunion and people coming together who love this show and kind of the generational gap that is happening now with this show being on air 20 years
3: most, most definitely. I, I I, kind of following up with what you said, Ty, I really loved that they brought the families to Isle extinction, that um, everybody got to participate with their families there. and And I think one of the players said it, you know, this has been their lives for 20 years. And so their kids are now seeing what their parents have been doing this whole time.
2: Yeah, I thought uh, I thought some of the uh, interesting uh, takeaways was how tall Denise's daughter is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's
2: so much taller. She got Denise. <laughs> she got all of her dad's jeans there, and then uh, uh, Natalie's baby um, was uh, something my dad didn't see, so or no, That was uh, neat to see them re- get a reunion out on the island.
1: Yeah, it was cool seeing even the younger players having kids and having that stuff. And I think Jeremy said it best. Um, He said, the reason I almost didn't play, talking about his family, but they're also the reason why I am playing. So it's really hard to move away from your family for a month and a half and then to come back. But like he said, there's a $2 million prize, and it has made this season one of the most uh, difficult, at least strategically, to follow because they're all winners and they're all so good. What have you guys thought of the gameplay Up to this episode we'll break down this episode a little bit in a minute how have you guys has it been easy to follow has it been difficult to follow because i know a lot of times taylor and i are like well i think this person's in charge or this person might be in charge Uh, what have you guys thought
2: yeah i you know i have trouble following it from you know one minute to the next minute you know when you you see him especially um uh, before tribal, you know, the different groups are talking and then all of a sudden uh, another group is talking and then somebody says, "Oh, they changed the rules again." And who are you, who are you voting for? And then you get to tribal and and uh it, it's pandemonium.
3: Yeah, I just feel silly to say I can't follow any of it. I think that I have it and then I have no idea what's going on. So, but I'm enjoying it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the same page. A lot of times I'm frantically taking notes and I'm like, "Well, is this where the dividing line is. Is this where it is? And I think we kind of had a dividing line this week, more so than we've seen in previous weeks. So Tony goes and wins immunity, which was really cool. I didn't know Tony had never won before. I didn't before.
3: realize that either. No.
1: Yeah, and he wins the uh, game of patience, as he <laughs> said to himself.
2: <laughs> yeah, Crazy.
1: It, it's totally crazy because Tony is that guy that runs off in the jungle. We got a preview for next week. We see him running off in the jungle and being crazy and doing stuff and not keeping a level head, but he kept a very level head and was able to win immunity by stacking the letters and keeping that level as well. So mad props to Tony. So pre-Tribal, it seems like we have two alliances and this is where my question, my biggest question going into Tribal was, I felt like Jeremy was really close with Ben and Tony coming into this. It kind of looked like there was a boys' club, which we've had in the past. And then this episode, it seemed like Jeremy was totally on the outside, and we got to see that in Tribal was that surprising to you guys to me it definitely was out there but what did you guys make of jeremy seeming in for the past few weeks and then this week definitely seeming on the outside
3: yeah i totally didn't get where that came from because as you said it, i mean even during this show they're showing jeremy and ben and tony tony sitting on the uh tree branch together they're all talking they're all laughing they're having a great time so it looks like they've they're like Forming this under alliance that's gonna come in and blindside somebody, or at least they're all tight with each other. And then at tribal, nobody's talking to Jeremy.
2: Yeah, he had leprosy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it, he was all left on his own. And it was it was interesting to see. Another thing that caught me before Tribal was Kim's name was thrown out there. And it might have been Sarah, but they said Kim could win this game. She's got alliances. She's tight, blah, 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 blah. But she was in the minority. So what do you guys make of these sort of stealthy kind of players? Because Taylor has been saying Sophie, Sophie, Sophie for the past few weeks. I've been saying Sarah, Sarah, Sarah for the past few weeks. And then the TV show is telling us Kim to this episode. So do you think that we're being shown enough? We're not being shown enough? Uh, The edit's as good as it's going to be and we need to be happy? Like, where do you guys fall on this? Well,
2: I thought I'd heard him say, uh, Kim, maybe in some previous ones, you know, she has a chance to win uh, some immunities and and things like that. But, uh, yeah, when they were talking about her earlier, I was surprised that there was, you know, she actually didn't catch any heat during tribal, though. Um, even though there was some conversation about her beforehand.
3: I mm-hmm. like the way the edit is going this year in that it leaves you wanting. And so you're ready to come back for the next week, and you're ready to see what's going to happen. Even though I still want it more that night, I, I want to know what happens. But but it it's it's enough to leave you wanting to come back, but not so little that you're mad when the show is over.
2: And it's enough to keep you wanting to watch tribal, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen at tribal. Whereas uh, sometimes in some seasons, you you know what's going to happen when you, by the time tribal rolls around and, you know, you may not even need to read the, read the uh, votes.
1: Yeah. And if you guys want to see the vote breakdown, remember CBS puts it on their YouTube page. So always go and check that. One of the interesting things this week was Nick seemed so far on the outs last week and he was complaining in tribal. And that was the first thing Jeff said was like, hey, you were complaining last week about nothing happening. And then this week, everything's happening. But he also seems to be in the majority somehow. I don't know if I feel like we're getting robbed of a little bit because it's tough to see how someone can go from being on the bottom one week to being in the majority of the next week to we have no clue what's going to happen after this. I feel like the line was drawn in the sand more clearly this episode than in the past, but what do you guys make of... A few seasons ago, they had voting blocks, and then last year, they had pilots and passengers. What do you guys make of kind of the voting breakdown? It seems random, but it also seems like sometimes it's people that are sticking together more so than others.
3: I just think these players are playing at such a high level than anybody else we've watched play... They're just able to make these alliances under the table and then come out and make another alliance and then not really have any alliance at all and make it all work somehow. I I just think that they're playing at such a level we can't even understand.
2: Well, and Nick, um, you know, obviously he was happy to be um, with a group this time and not having his his buddies uh, voted out. So you know, maybe when you move uh, from outside uh, to the inside, of course you know he seemed to be uh, much happier, but that's um, you know that's just we don't know how strong he is in that group of five. Um, he could be you know the low man on that that group and they just pulled him in for this vote. you know it's really hard to say um, because I don't have all the memories- Uh, you know the votes memorized of who voted for who in the previous two weeks was it was it the group that he's with now that we're voting his people out or was it the other side and he jumped ship I, i don't i don't have that
1: yeah it appears to be the alliance that he is in right now was the one that was gunning for him the previous few weeks so it seems to me like maybe he's in that free agent role but We always talk about how being the free agent or that middle vote that can kind of go either way is a safe place. But I just don't know with, as you were saying, the high level of gameplay this season, if that is as advantageous as it has been in previous seasons where, you know, there's one or two really good players as opposed to 20. Hmm. So last week, Nick called it a pathetic war. This week, I think he liked it a lot better because there's lines drawn and he was on the right side. So, on that side of the vote, we had Sarah, Ben, Nick, Sophie, and Tony. And then on the opposite side, we had Kim, Denise, Tyson, Michelle, and Jeremy. And as you talked about earlier, Jeremy, when everybody got up and talked to him in Tribal, which apparently is just something that happens every episode now, <laughs> nobody was talking to him. And then he played his... I can't remember no power, but your safe advantage. I can't remember the exact word. But it was in kind of a 5-5 split, and they didn't know that Sarah had the steal a vote. So what do you guys think of the strategy of walking away from your alliance in order to save yourself? Because Sandra says, as long as it's not my name, then it doesn't matter to me. So do you think that that was kind of Jerry falling in those footsteps, or do you think... Do you think this was a good move going forward for him or a bad move going forward for him?
3: Well, I think its it was probably the wisest move he could have made, but personally, I just didn't like it. You know, at this point, there's still 10 people in the game, and you still need, I think, to stick with your alliance. Yeah, I think it was too soon to walk away, but in his mind, that was the only thing that was going to save him, so you have to make the choice, and he did.
2: Yeah, he was certainly uh, he was certainly scared. Um uh, because nobody was talking to him, not even his alliance was talking to him. Um, and so, you know, I think he just had to uh, make a decision. He didn't know what other, um, you know, there was lots of hardware that came out this week um, with. Uh, uh, um, and and uh, he just said, I, I've got to I've got to save myself. Um, as he said, going back to his family, it's not just about me. It's about, you know, these are who I'm playing for. And, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it is kind of hard. But I, I, I felt like um, even if he would have stayed in there at 5'5", five, five, um, you know, he, we, he, he didn't know what other hardware was coming out. But he was probably in big trouble.
1: Yeah, he certainly looked like he was in hot water. Now, whether that's true or that's just what we got to see. We might never fully know, but... But he, he certainly felt it. He certainly felt it, and it appeared to us that he did. So getting out of there, I think in the short term, like you said, was a good call. I, Long term, it kind of worries me because it seems like maybe his Ben, Tony, Jeremy, kind of macho dude club isn't really working out for him right now. So I'm a little worried about him going forward, but I think... Maybe, in the moment, if you want to buy into the Sandra strategy, then I think that it was probably the best move
3: did, but the jury noticed it. The jury notices like, oh, he's leaving his crew he's he's walking out on him, so that's another
1: yeah, we all they always have the conversation of jury management, you know, Sarah got in trouble last week for giving up her reward just as a birthday gift, so it's it's never easy especially when you have everybody that's analyzing every single little thing happening in this game speaking about hardware since you guys are two new people talking on the podcast right now what have you thought of the fire tokens uh, jeff's interview today he said next week there's going to be a whole nother added layer i don't know what that layer is we don't know exactly what is going to be added if you can just buy your way back into the game maybe somebody on edge has that option what have you guys thought of of trying to get tokens and like Sandra went home because she tried to get two and what do you guys make of these fire tokens where so far we've only seen peanut butter being bought yeah. and advantages for the playback in that didn't really help. So what do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised that more people haven't spent tokens on, on things on, you know, that they get the peanut butter, you know, seem to have helped uh, Tyson. And uh, so that was a good thing. Um, but so far, um, you know, the idea of to- tokens are good, and it's been interesting how they were trading them uh, early on between Edge of Extinction and, and the players, um, but, um, y- you know, it hasn't been a wash or it hasn't been a bust, but I'm not sure uh, I've seen as much action on them as I'd hoped to see when they laid out this uh, laundry list of things that you can purchase with fire tokens.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I haven't seen where they've come into play hugely yet, but I'm kind of hoping that when it's time to get back into the game, that something really big happens with them. I'm, I'm hoping that all this buildup for the token usage comes into play and that we really get to see big. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we
1: really get to see something happen. So you guys have not been on this podcast. Taylor usually has his parents on for the family visit. What do you guys think about, because you've watched for 20 years now, you guys are super fans. Um, I mean, I say I'm a super fan, but there's a lot of stuff I don't remember. I admitted to not remembering some of these winners. Where do you guys think this game stands now? And do you think it's going to continue to grow in popularity? What are you What are you guys thinking? Do you love this season and think it's going to continue in an upward trajectory? Do you think it's kind of leveled off? what just what do you guys feel about survivor moving forward
2: well i've um you know one of the things that um sherry and i've talked about multiple times is that the change in the game over 20 years you know i think back to you know australia and i think back to uh, africa when you know it was absolutely no food people were absolutely dying out there of starvation and um you know now you know it's probably a good thing that we're not starving our people to death um but um the game is is certainly um not as difficult to survive in as it was um uh years ago
3: i think that the strategy now is more in play than it was in the early days. The early days, like like Blair was saying, it was just survival. It was, how can I get through to the next day? And now the strategy is so deep and has so many layers. Sometimes it's just hard to follow, but I think it's hard to follow also because you only have an allotted amount of time to watch, and they can only put so much on the TV. So, so that's changed a lot. Um, I hope Survivor continues for quite some time. I hope a new generation comes around and and uh, it it still continues on. It's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch people's um, interactions with each other. It's fun to see how how str- strategies are so different from from year to year i mean there's been some better years than others but in general i just it's a fun it's a fun show yeah and we
1: absolutely love the show here at this podcast which is why we do it sometimes we talk about how bad it is and try to call it out and maybe hold it to standards or something but it's definitely a show that we all love here and continue to watch moving forward i think the strategy is so many layers and i think that's why i don't think we mentioned this when we're talking about tribal, but that's why someone like Tyson goes home and we don't know Tyson's going home. Tyson's been voted out twice now. It almost feels like he was voted out just because he is an old school player, which I, I don't know if I totally buy into that narrative, but it might be it might be true and they could have me all all backwards. But do you guys think that that was the strategy coming in, that the new school was purposefully trying to get the old school, or do you think that... As you were saying, the the strategy and the gameplay has shifted so much that that's just kind of the way it is. The new school, social butterfly, not worried about food, flip flop every day, change even in tribal. Do you think that that is why we keep seeing these old school players? And do you think that that's positive, negative? You don't care. You're just excited to watch Survivor.
2: I think um, I think yes, the old school players are kind of at a disadvantage with the social game, um, compared to the, the younger crowd. And that's even, um, on just a regular season, the, uh, older players and the younger players, often the older players are, uh, on the outs a little more often than, uh, than not. But, um, it, it is a little more challenging to, uh, uh create those relationships, um, with uh, the young players and the old players, but I'm not sure that I saw this year, or at least they didn't we didn't see see it visibly uh, in uh, in the edit that they uh, were purposely targeting the old school players. But um, you know it, it kind of appears that that's what happened. Uh, and maybe the editors purposely left that out um, so that uh, people wouldn't get upset about it.
3: Yeah, just echo what uh, Blair said. I I didn't see it coming, but that was my only thought as to why Tyson was voted out is just he was old school and he was being sent back. I, I couldn't come up with it on this episode.
1: Yeah, it, to me that move seemed a little out there when you have someone like Kim that people are saying is strong in that same alliance or Denise who made a really big move, the queen killer, or Michelle even who's kind of in no man's land it seems like she's she's back here and she's playing but it seems like she's been a little bit on the outs anyways moving forward we are going to wrap up this episode thank you so much for joining us but before we do we always do a top three so sometimes these lists are difficult to make sometimes they're not i'm gonna ask you guys you can go in whichever order you want i will say mine last who do you have at number three
2: who do I have at number three? Well, Tyler, um, I told you this was the hardest part of this. Uh, the episodes is for me to figure out who would be in the, my top three. But I am going to say um, Denise. I, I'm still um, hearkening back to her uh, uh, big move, and uh, and she doesn't seem to be uh, struggling too hard, uh, too bad right now. So uh, that's what I'm hoping.
3: I would say for my number three would be Jeremy was my original number three and only because I personally am sad that he left his alliance but it was probably really smart to do for him so I, I think he took advantage of the advantage he had. Yeah, you
1: could argue that that was his best move since you know he made a move and some people didn't have to make a move. So uh, easily it could be number three. For me, I had Sophie. I think Sophie is more in control than we think. Taylor's been saying this the last few weeks. And as soon as Jeremy walked out, she just got her line to five and said, hey, let's stand up, let's walk over here and just figure it out right now. And the way that she called that for everybody for me showed that she had some say some power some pull in that majority alliance so i think that she is number three could have been maybe higher but that remains to be seen so there we go number two who do you guys have
3: i have um nick nick was bold enough to just say hey we are at war now it's really getting down to it let's play the game let's let's get going so just being up there and moving into the I don't know how high he is on that alliance, but at least moving into an alliance that is on the winning side. Uh, I'd have to
2: vote for Ben. I think he's been uh, been doing pretty well lately. He doesn't seem to have, uh, you know, uh, irritated people or uh, put himself out um, out of a group. Um, he hasn't isolated himself. He seems to have been playing a much better social game. I know uh, Ty and Taylor. You guys have been saying that. Uh, all along, and I, I have to agree with that.
1: Yeah, I think Ben's playing fairly well. I think for me this week, number two, I had Sarah. And I think that Sarah just has a lot of pull in that alliance. She seems like she feels safe enough to make big statements, and sometimes that's risky, but it doesn't seem like it's getting her in trouble. So for that reason, I have her at number two. What about your number ones?
2: Well, my number one is Sarah. Uh, for all the same things that you said. I think she's uh, been making some uh, good decisions. Um, It's been fun to watch her, too, sometimes, like when, uh, you know, this week is like, we're changing the vote again. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was kind of funny, but she uh, worked her way through that.
3: I had number one was Sophie, and kind of for what you said, Ty, but also because we she maybe made a mistake, but stood up and said, okay, everybody, come over here. Let's talk. Let's this. And she kind of showed herself as the leader she has not been trying to be seen as.
1: Yeah, so. yeah it's tough. We're getting down to uh, the last few weeks, and maybe she's recognizing that it's time for her to step into more of a visual role. I don't know. She's She is playing well. For me, my number one had to be Tony this week, because... Tony won his first ever individual immunity. Tony's not making people crazy running off into the jungle. Tony's being quiet. He's being patient. He's being calm. Uh, Obviously, scenes from next week throw my entire argument out the window. (laughs) But I just think Tony had a really good episode. So for that reason, I had Tony at number one.
2: Yeah, I might have been tainted by the previews from next week because I was trying to figure out whether or not to put Tony
1: in the top three,
2: <laughs> and then yeah. I was tainted.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this this season's been crazy ups and downs. You never know where you're going to land each week. Nick, last week, like we said, he was on the outs, and this week he's in the majority alliance. So you never know what's going to happen moving forward. But... We have made it through the entire Loved Ones episode. Like we said, it was half. Um, so I want to thank you guys, my loved ones, for coming onto the show, having fun, talking about Survivor, the show that we love. Anything you guys want to say?
3: Well, thank you for having us, Ty.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we have enjoyed uh, listening to you guys for, uh, I can't. Uh, I don't know how many years you guys four have been years doing today? this. Four,
3: I think four, yeah. Four?
2: Oh, wow. Haven't missed an episode. So, um, But it's fun. Uh, it's fun to listen. It's fun to uh, to watch the show and get a little bit deeper because um, we get to listen to the podcast and uh, we really love it when uh, you have guests on and, and that's always exciting living uh, vicariously through you guys in uh, Survivor World.
1: All right, so there you have it. Mom and Dad, thanks so much for coming and joining me. This has been On the Island. I am Tyler B. Commons for Taylor P. Gaines, who is not with us. Um, We are signing off. Thank you for listening, and hope to have you back next week. Bye. 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 Here on the island,
0: you gotta talk about the show if you wanna live here on the island. And
2: you're gonna survive when you're gonna be a living a life on the island.
0: And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that
2: is right. again.